0: Welcome to Vacations by Rail's Rail Insider, the show about global rail travel experiences and remarkable destinations around the world. I'm your host, Todd Powell. In this episode, we learn about a brand new rail service in the United States, Rocky Mountaineers Rockies to the Red Rocks, which takes travelers between Denver, Colorado and Moab, Utah by the way of the Colorado Rockies. It is a rare event that a new passenger rail service launches in the United States, and one that travels through an incredibly scenic portion of track is even more rare. What's better yet, the Rockies to the Red Rocks is operated by the award-winning Rocky Mountaineer Railroad, which is best known for its spectacular all-daylight dome rail carriage service through the Canadian Rockies. Rocky Mountaineer is bringing its fleet of silverleaf domes south of the Canadian border, giving passengers an opportunity to enjoy best-in-class rail service through the mountains and canyons of Colorado and Utah. To give us an insider's look at Rocky Mountaineer's Rockies to the Red Rocks, we welcome Michael Como, National Account Manager for the Rocky Mountaineer. Michael will update us on the Rocky Mountaineer's new rail service and what travelers can expect on what will be an unforgettable journey. So let's welcome Michael Como. Michael, thank you for joining me today to talk about Rocky Mountaineer's brand new rail route in the United States, Rockies to the Red Rocks. You know, many people are familiar with the Rocky Mountaineer as the spectacular all-daylight service in the Canadian Rockies. So I have to say, you know, when Rocky Mountaineer brought their world-renowned service and fabulous glass dome cars to the United States, I was super excited, particularly because the route that you're going to be traveling, which is uh, between Denver, Colorado, and Moab, Utah. It's it's a fantastic route, super scenic, and uh, for people who are interested in experiencing the United States by train, It's just an ideal way to kind of capture some of the the beauty of the United States. Before we start talking about the Rockies to the Red Rocks route, why don't you give give our listeners a little bit of a background on the Rocky Mountaineer and it's 30 plus years of award-winning service.
1: Yes, well, first of all, Todd, thank you for inviting me this morning. Um, Really a pleasure to be here and, and partner with Vacations by Rail. Yeah, so Rocky Mountaineer, Rocky Mountaineer's 30th anniversary was last year. It would have been our 30th anniversary. Um, Of course, we all know what happened in 2020. But we've been 30 years as a luxury train journey throughout Western Canada and the American Southwest. Now, our uh, world-renowned trains travel by daylight, uh, which we feel is the best way to experience
0: some of the most uh, amazing scenery that North America has to offer. You know, Rocky Mountaineer, and like I said, people who are familiar with it know about those, those daylight routes uh, in, in Canada that go to, you know, Jasper and Banff and they start in Vancouver and, and they have this fantastic service. Um, the Rockies to the Red Rocks route, uh, that, that really kind of takes that, that model uh, and, and brings it to the United States can you can you walk walk me through the Rockies to the Red Rocks route and maybe tell a little bit why why Rocky Mountaineer thought that this was such an ideal route for the united States yeah it
1: 's a great question and it 's a project that we had been working on for a while. Rocky Mountaineer, uh, after thirty years of uh, travel in Western Canada and reaching uh, out between Vancouver and the Canadian Rockies. We have three routes in Canada and our founder, Peter Armstrong, has has always longed to seek uh, a place in another destination outside of Canada where we could operate the trains like we do in Western Canada where we're traveling by daylight and we overnight in a nice resort town where our guests can stay and, and enjoy the experience there, um, sleep in a comfortable bed and get back on the train the next day for... Beautiful scenic journeys, and as far as this destination, like you mentioned, it's it's spectacular scenery. Um, as far as as far as that uh, route goes, you're going between two very unique destinations: Denver and Moab. You've got Denver, which is a, a sprawling one of you know America's great cities, and Moab, which is the gateway to uh, the Southwest's some of the best national parks. In the southwest so it will be um, just like in Canada it'll similar to our Canadian routes it'll be a two-day route with an overnight in Glenwood Springs going both eastbound and westbound so um, you can either start in Moab and journey going eastbound to Denver with the overnight in Glenwood Springs
0: or go westbound starting in Denver. So you know th- this route, it's you know it's it's really a historic route too in the United States. You know it's this it's it's this journey west. It's the it's the starting you know when you start this route uh, in Denver, um, it's it's really pretty awe inspiring. You know from my own experience, uh, you know um, taking the trains in the United States when you climb that front range of the Colorado Rockies, or you come down, if you're coming from the, uh, from the West heading East, or you come down the mountains and, and through the, uh, through Moffitt tunnel and over the continental divide. And, and then, and then you, you, you come into Denver. It's, it's, it's quite, a, it, it, like you said, it's, it's, it's awe-inspiring. It really, um, you know, the, the majesty of the mountains as you're coming from the plains or, or coming out of the mountains into the plains, um, the, how the, Topography changes really makes for an ideal experience, and then you're following the uh, the Colorado, the Colorado River. What are some of the highlights uh, of the routes that people can can uh, expect when they're when they're taking it? Because because I know from my own personal experience, you know how, how spectacular it is. Yeah, it's
1: um, you you described it very well, Todd. And you know if I could kind of walk through like the eastbound route. Um, The route between Moab and Glenwood Springs is about 194 miles, which is um, that first day would be about five days on board the train. And you're uh, you're seeing a variety of scenery, including like mountain vistas, desert cliffs. Uh, The book cliffs are very interesting because they look like stacked books. So these carved formations are very unique. So that first day, if you're traveling on the eastbound route, Um, is is very interesting. And we, of course, we cross over the border from Utah into Colorado. We're traveling at an average speed of of about 30 miles per hour. We jokingly call that Kodak speed, so our guests can can take photos of the spectacular scenery. And on that route, we'll leave uh, about 2 p.m. from Moab Moab, and get into Glenwood Springs about 7 p.m. And then the next day, scenery is quite different because when you travel uh into colorado you're getting into the rockies you're traveling about 60 percent of your journey is along the colorado river so you'll be uh passing through canyons and gorges very rugged steep rock walls with with the red rock scenery and you'll be you know of course looking for wildlife and on board the train we have our wonderful hosts that are trained in not only serving our guests um the the dining and and um beverage experience, which we'll talk about, but they're also steeped in knowledge as far as the history of the region, of the geology, the wildlife, and and the history of the rail system throughout uh, the Southwest as well. So our guests get the education along with that spectacular scenery that they can see from the Silverleaf Dome
0: cars. So, so the guests, they, they're, they're, they're departing Moab, it's this five-hour journey, and the one thing that you really touched on when you talked about that five hours between, uh, between Moab and Glenwood Springs um, is when you're in the Colorado River. And one interesting part I think that people um, are going to be really um, taken by is, you, you mentioned books uh, book cliffs, but then Ruby Canyon is another, um, I'm, uh, another spectacular uh, element of this journey because of its 25 mile long uh, canyon um, that's has these brilliant colors, and then it's only accessible uh, by train or river. So this is there's elements of this of this route that if you're not doing it by train, um, you're not going to be able to see it. And so I think those are some spectacular spectacular highlights. And then of course the uh, going through the Glenwood canyons and so forth, past Glenwood Springs and into Denver. Um, and, and the, the canyons and creeks and the Colorado River, uh, it, it just all, all adds to like, there's a surprise around every corner.
1: That's a very good point, Todd. I, I, um, I love the fact that when you're traveling by train, you get a vantage point that you can't usually get from any roadways. And um, it's very relaxing as well, but it's a very good point that most of this journey really cannot be um, visually experienced and enjoyed by, by car. And of course, if you're driving, you're not going to be able to really enjoy the scenery if you're, you're navigating. So sit back and relax on board our luxury trains and just take in all that amazing scenery as we're,
0: as we're passing through these, these spectacular uh, vistas. Right. And then, and then, um, that when you talk about the the visual elements to it and we, and we think about, not being distracted when you're just on the rail cars and being able to take it all in. That's what I, I think really makes, uh, makes the fact that it's Rocky Mountaineer and uh, Rocky Mountaineer's equipment that you're taking here uh, to this route, even more ideal for people that are looking to experience this part of uh, uh, the country and see it by train because your equipment is, is phenomenal and, and you're bringing your glass domes uh, down to Colorado, right?
1: Yes, uh, we are bringing the uh, Silverleaf-class dome. So uh, back uh, back in 1990, when the company started, uh, we basically had our, when Peter purchased this train set, it was a standard set of rail cars, you know, smaller windows, nothing spectacular, but they were nice. And for several years, that's how we operated. And then we eventually uh, brought ourselves to wanting a, a higher luxury experience than Peter. Uh, purchased these gold leaf cars with domes, glass domes, and a dining car down below. And then eventually in 2012, we, we launched the Silverleaf service, which replaced the old red leaf cars, which were smaller windows and very basic rail car. The Silverleaf experience has these large picture windows that, that kind of go from your seat all the way to the ceiling. So when you sit inside silver Silverleaf dome car, you're, you're seeing the scenery from your seat, almost surrounding you. like It's like being in a mo- movie theater. So you're, you're, you're having that glass surrounding, basically. And what's nice about the Silverleaf service is that guests can sit back and relax. There's lots of leg room. There's about one and a half times as much leg room as um, on, on a standard uh, plane seat, for example. It's almost exactly like a first class on a plane. Um, as far as legroom is concerned, and guests get their meals served right at their seat. We include meals with multiple courses. On this particular route, we're gonna be choosing a dining experience that's reflective of the flavors of the region of the Southwest. So we we carefully look at the dining experience. We carefully look at our service. And of course, on the train as in Canada and now on the US route, all of these routes include all the beverages. So whether it's soft drinks, um, coffee, tea, but also regional craft beer, which is definitely known, um, something that's known in the region and the greater Denver area is known for its craft breweries. So we'll have some local craft beer, wine, as, as well as cocktails uh, featured and included as part of the, the program
0: with Rocky Mountaineer. And, and, and that, that's, that's ideal when you pull in that, when you pull in those local Uh, those local flavors. And I think Rocky does such a, such a, uh, a fabulous job of doing that. And then, you know, when you touch on the, on the silver leaf uh, dome cars, you know, one of the things that really, I get, uh, I get excited about when I'm, uh, when I'm on the train is um, when you're, when you're able to sit down, let's say it's the morning and you get up and you board the train and the train moves out and you, and you have a cup of coffee and you're, and that scenery is, is changing. Like, you know, like this constant, like, like, um, artwork that that's uh that's evolving as you and revealing itself as as you go along the tracks and i think this route really uh encompasses that and with your gold leaf or, i mean your silver leaf cars uh that you're going to be having um the that um it's it's really going to it's really going to it's going to amaze people because when you're just encompassed with with the scenery and the and the peaks and like glenwood canyon i mean that's a it's a deep canyon it's narrow and it's and, and it's high 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 uh, High walls to that canyon, and so you know, to have to have those silver leaf cars and in, in the glass domes to be able to look up and and see some of the the the, the top edges of that. It's 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 going to be fabulous. So so you also have though as part of the silver leaf um, carriages that you're bringing down, you're you're doing something called silver leaf plus. Can you explain a little bit about silver leaf uh, pluses on the train and how that differs from uh, the standard silver leaf service that you're going to be. Uh, that you're going to be offering.
1: Sure, sure. Um, just to give a little backdrop behind the Silverleaf Plus and how that evolved. Um, as, um, as some may know, in, in Canada, we have two classes of service. We have the Gold Leaf domes, which are um, a higher, a taller um, piece of equipment. Um, they're a few feet higher than the Silverleaf because there's a dome car at the top and then the dining room down below. And then we have the silver leaf uh, cars, which are a little shorter. They're a single level coach with the big picture windows, as I just described. So uh, when we did our research um, and thankfully our researchers uh, planned ahead, we realized that some of the bridges and the tunnels on this route between uh, Moab and Denver were too low for the gold leaf domes. So we um, made it, you know, made sure that we were going to be shipping down enough silver leaf uh, dome cars to, uh, to Colorado. And the call out from our partners was, you know, is there gonna be an upgraded service? And we decided to come up with a Silverleaf Plus. And what Rocky Mountaineer has is we have two uh, lounge cars that we have access to, and they're, they're being um, renovated as we speak. So there'll be freshly renovated lounge cars, which will be, what we will do is attach them to a Silverleaf dome car. So our guests when they purchase Silverleaf Plus will have access to that dome car up to that lounge car where they can go in sit in the lounge enjoy a cocktail because there will be a host within the lounge car uh, preparing signature cocktails and they'll have that extra space to go in and relax view the scenery from within the lounge car kind of migrate back and forth between their uh, seated rail car uh, silverleaf car and the lounge and also Provides them with some additional um, benefits in the way of a culinary experience. We're offering an additional course choice uh, for lunches and breakfast, um, lunches and dinner, I'm sorry, and also signature cocktails and, and, and high level, high end spirits uh, with signature cocktails on board the train as well. So there's those extra little elements of um, luxury associated with the Soberleaf Plus. And I have to say, our Soberleaf Plus service is selling. Uh, quite quickly so if you if you're interested in that upgraded service I, I would I would plan to book
0: early I, I believe it because that sounds outstanding and uh, to, to upgrade to that silver leaf plus and 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 really enhance enhance an already an already fabulous fabulous service um, can we go back real quick and touch on uh, the route itself and and uh, and the stop in, in glenwood Springs because you you'd mentioned it's five hours between Moab and Glenwood, and then you do an overnight. Um, The interesting thing I think about Glenwood Springs as a stopping point is that there's, there is a lot to do in Glenwood Springs. And, and and to have one night there um, gives people an opportunity to do, you know, to, to kind of explore that, that, that town there. Uh, But there's, there's a hot springs as well, correct? Yeah, exactly, Todd. Um, So Glenwood Springs
1: as a resort city, you know, in Colorado, it's known for those hot springs. Um, it sits in the rugged Rocky Mountains, um, surrounded by uh, the, the White River National Forest. So it's, it's a photographer's dream in that region. Um, the Glenwood Canyon is in the area and it's rich with wildlife. And if there is time allowed, and I would say during the, the, the longer days in the, the late summer, early fall months, you could perhaps take a venture up to the Hanging Lake with um, its beautiful turquoise waters. But the town itself is, is very much like a, has an old west cowboy feel to it. And um, the hotels that we're, we're working with, Rocky Mountaineer Air has contracted hotels um, right right in the center of town. And they're literally five to seven minute walk from the train station. So properties like the Hotel Denver the Hotel Colorado and the Glenwood Hot Springs Lodge, which does does have a big hot springs pool. Now we can't guarantee our guests a specific hotel because we assign um, rooms and hotel hotel accommodations 30 days prior to departure as, as a way to control our inventory. But all of these hotels are um, good quality and capture the flavor of the Southwest in this region. And uh, there's, there's some things to do in town. There's, there's some great little um, boutique family-owned restaurants and shops. And uh, if somebody wants to take in a little more of the, the history of the Wild West, they can go visit the, the tombstone of Doc Holliday. Um, Doc Holliday was uh, known for being an American gambler and a gunfighter and was was a associate of Wyatt Earp. So if anybody's watched those old cowboy movies and Saw so Doc Holiday. They might be interested in going to see uh, his tombstone, which is only about a ten-minute walk from the downtown area. And in, in downtown, there's actually a Doc Holiday um, bar. Doc Holiday, uh, it's a uh, it's it's a little like a saloon, if you will. So it's like a Wild West saloon named after Doc Holiday. So that that's kind of a fun thing to do. And I guess they are overnight. So when we arrive in. Glenwood Springs on the eastbound route we get there at about 7 p.m. and guests have already had dinner on the train so they don't need to worry about dinner but they can enjoy some of the the town and then the next morning we'll depart at about 9 a.m. Um, on the westbound route we'll get in a little earlier we'll get in at about 5 p.m. so they will have a little more time coming from uh, the westbound from Denver um, so if they want to spend more time in Glenwood Springs um, maybe doing the westbound route is the, the better option of the two.
0: All right. And, 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 now that's some great advice. And there's some great, great tidbits. I always tell people, you know, the the, the, the thing about uh, traveling by train is it really is a, uh, it's living history because some of these routes, you know, they've just been here for, for such a, a long time. They played such a critical part in building, uh, building the United States in the, and the push West. And um, when you can, talk about and go experience and see some of the uh the history when you're off the train that just just adds to the overall experience uh and then when they board the train like you would mentioned when they um the day between denver and um glenwood springs um about how long is that is that journey uh how much time are, are you experiencing on on the train between between denver and glenwood
1: yeah, so that that day is um, about an eight-hour journey. So when we leave Denver, um, or when we leave Glenwood Springs, so either direction, it's like a, a nine from nine to five. So I guess that's what I would call a pretty pretty leisurely nine to five day. Yeah, for sure, right? <laughs> Compared to our normal nine to five work, right? Right. So um that's uh yeah about eight hours so it actually covers less in terms of miles it's only about 175 miles uh, of coverage todd but we go at a slower speed because we're going through those winding canyons and and in um, steeper areas so the train has to go a little bit more meandering through which is great because the guests sh- you know in those areas people want to take photos and they want to really soak in the scenery and the, and the, the majesty
0: so we're going a little bit of a slower speed.
1: That's that's why the day is a little bit longer.
0: Very nice, very nice, um, and and, that, and that's a spectacular leg, uh, like you mentioned as well. So um, so it's a it's a it's a fabulous route. I mean, like I, you know, like I said earlier, it's 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 a fantastic a, a fantastic route between Denver and and Moab, and and then when and and the, I think another great part of it is that. Is that what you can do on either end when you're not uh, when when you've completed that that rail experience? There's so much to do around you know if you're it, it, there's so much to do around Denver right. You can go to Rocky Mountain National Park. You could um, just explore the downtown area. You know, see the fabulous you know what what, what is done at uh, Denver's Union Station. It's a, it's a fabulous train station with like communal tables and coffee shops and restaurants and um, and, um, you know, if you want to venture again out, outside of, of Denver, you know, there's some, sh- there's some historic rail lines like the Georgetown loop, not too far outside of Denver. And then, and then as well, when, when, when the travelers, um, you know, before they board the train in Moab, or if that's where they depart the train, you're in, you're in Utah, right. And all those national parks that are just in the, just, you know, in, in the vicinity of, uh, of Moab you know, whether it's, you know, arches or Canyonlands, Zion or Bryce. So, you know, people can look at this, I think, you know, look at this route is just the beginning of a building block for, for, for a fabulous, a fabulous experience in the United States.
1: Yeah. Todd, I I think building block was like a perfect way to, to sum it up. You know, the, the rail experience, and what's surrounding it, it's like two components and build, building them into, into one vacation is is what we, Rocky Mountain Air and Vacations by Rail, specialize in, right? So we've, we've got the train component. That's our foundation. But like you said, you know, Denver and the surroundings in Denver have so many things to offer. You know, you're within an hour in many directions of great sites. There's other, you know, you know sort of day uh, short uh, historic rail experiences like Pikes Peak Cog Rail, and pe- people can dig journeys in every direction uh, through the Colorado National Parks and, and areas around there, and the city is fantastic. And then, of course, like you said, Moab, it's the gateway to Utah's Mighty Five. You know, you've got these amazing national parks that are all have their own unique signature experience to them, and, um, you know, your company has curated some fantastic packages that combine all of these things and give the guests the opportunity to customize and maybe do the self-drive vacation where they can choose uh, a more inclusive sort of guided vacation so they can sit back, relax, and enjoy um, without having to, to navigate on their own. So there's so many ways to, to plan
0: a trip around this particular route in this destination. Michael, like, well, it's a fabulous ad. The, you know, the, the, the Rockies uh, to the Red Rocks is such a fabulous and ad to, to Rocky Mountaineer's already spectacular route. So, you know, Rocky uh, Mountaineer in Canada, right, you have the first passage to the west, it's Vancouver, Kamloops, Banff, uh, Journey Through the Clouds, which is goes between Vancouver, Kamloops, and Jasper, and the Rainforest of the Gold Rush, Vancouver, Whistler, Cornell, Jasper, and now to add this in the United States the uh, Rockies to the Red Rocks uh, between Moab Glenwood Springs and Denver it, it's a, it's an ideal fit to your to you to those already three uh, uh, spectacular routes so whether someone's taking the Rocky Mountaineer in the United States or enjoying one of the uh, the routes up in Canada what are your recommendations what are your inside tips what should uh, people uh, people be considering or looking for um, when they're taking the Rocky Mountaineer uh, in, in one of their routes?
1: I guess I could say, Todd, my, my overall, my overarching advice would be for first time travelers to, um, to experience Rocky Mountaineer in either Canada or the United States uh, route is to think big, you know, when you're going to go there, and if you've not been to those regions before, try to take in as much as you can before and after the rail experience. Like we've talked about some of the national parks uh, in the Southwest, it's similar in Canada where, you know, if you were to just do the rail experience, it's going to be a great trip. But if you add on Jasper National Park and the Icefields Parkway and Chateau Lake Louise, you've got these historic palatial hotels in, in Alberta and, and all throughout Western Canada. The scenery is just amazing. So uh, make sure you, you make this a trip of a lifetime by building in all of those things that are must-sees and, and take, take the advice and the expertise of the travel consultants at Vacations by Rail because they know the packages that are available in both Canada and now in the United States. And I would also make sure, and I'd like to mention that right now is a great time to book because we have promotions that, that we've never seen before at Rocky Mountaineers, especially for this Rockies to the Red Rocks. Right now we're offering a $300 savings per couple on all packages between October 24th and November 18th, which was a recently announced extension to our season. Because of the initial popularity of this particular route in the United States, we've extended the season that additional um, three, four weeks. So if anybody books between now and April 18th, they would earn that $300 savings per couple. And um, we've also um, recently created kind of a flexible uh, booking process where guests make their deposit and they can be um, kind of worry-free, if you will, until uh, 30 days prior to departure, their deposit is refundable, which has never been done. So um, we want people this year in 2021 to feel comfortable, have that peace of mind when they book um, with Rocky Mountaineer. And, and we've, we've made those enhanced um, flexible terms a way to make it uh, comfortable and easy to, to book right now and plan a trip for, for later, later this
0: year. That's great. That's great insider tips and, and and advice and great offers that you have out there. And also extending the season, I think, was a uh, was a was a smart idea because when you when you go into into October in in this part of the country, it's a it's a it's a beautiful time. You know, uh, as you as you're moving into the fall season with the with the changes of color, I think people are really going to um, uh, you know gravitate to to those types of experiences where they can see a, a a season change when they're taking the train as well. So I think it's going to be spectacular. Michael, thank you for sharing all this information and you know congratulations to Rocky Mountaineer on on, on, on launching this new Rockies to the Red Rocks route. Um, look forward to uh, seeing it go. I'm sure we're all we're all ready to travel so looking forward to hearing about the inaugural run later this year and and we can maybe talk about, uh, take, talk about some of the other routes that Rocky Mountaineer has to offer in another uh, Rail Insider episode.
1: That would be fantastic. I've uh, enjoyed this conversation, Todd, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity.
0: That concludes this episode of the Rail Insider. I'd like to thank Michael Como for joining us. For more information on Rockies to the Red Rocks, as well as Rocky Mountaineer's Canadian routes, Visit www.VacationsByRail.com. For specific questions on rail packages around the world, including in the United States and Canada, contact a rail specialist at 1-877-929-7245. From everyone at Vacations by Rail, I'm Todd Powell. Thank you for listening.